welcome to Strength After Stillbirth podcast. Thank you for tuning in and listening to our episodes and stories regarding pregnancy and infant loss, awareness, healing and recovery. Um, We do this program so we can build a community nationally and internationally with women and parents who have struggled and who are suffering from grief after a loss the journey before the loss, during and after. And really this program is about sharing our stories and empowering other grieving parents and mums in the world for a bit of healing, if that's what they take from the show. Today's guest is a lovely Rebecca, all the way from USA. Um, I'm not going to say much, I'm going to let her introduce herself and we'll get straight into the podcast. Thank you for joining us, Rebecca. Hi. I'm Rebecca Schultz from Oliver, Missouri, um, and I'm going to share a little bit about my journey. Um, so, around 2016, that's when I got married and um, decided to start a family, um, and then, you know, ran into some obstacles. Um, so. It ended up taking about four years for me to get pregnant, um, and I, you know, tried some different infertility treatments, took a break for a while, and we decided to do IVF. Our first two transfers failed, um, and and that was very hard on me. You know, I went through a lot of um, depression during that time, uh, a lot of grief just because, um, you know, I was so ready to be a mom, and, uh, and okay, you know, I felt, sorry. It's okay, have your tissues ready if you have to, we really want to get into um, a, a zone where you're not feeling uncomfortable as well. Okay, thank you. Um, you know, I uh, felt an attachment, those, those little embryos, even though I was never actually pregnant, it still felt like a loss. And then, um, and then I found out that I was expecting twins with our third transfer, and um, just so much joy and excitement, you know. Um, and and I always wanted to have multiple children, you know. I I felt like you know having an only child would be so lonely, and so we were just so excited to be starting this family. And um, at my ten week ultrasound. We found out that one of the baby's hearts had stopped beating, and uh, it's very emotional time, you know. And um, I never had any symptoms, you know, bleeding or cramping or anything. So this was a total shock. We went in for the ultrasound, um, and so then I continued on with my pregnancy with the one baby, and uh, at 20 weeks. He was diagnosed with growth restriction. He was measuring below the third percentile. So so we knew that there was a chance that there would be complications with him. And, um, and then at 22 weeks, I was diagnosed with preeclampsia, severe preeclampsia. I was told that I would be in the hospital until he was born. And so, you know, at that point we knew that there was a pretty high risk that we were going to lose him. And the next day, we found out that his heart had stopped beating. Um, I was induced, and then we gave birth to him. And uh, 
He is absolutely perfect. You know, just, we obviously wish for a different outcome, but, but that's not what happened in this case, so. Um. It's okay, but, uh, Rebecca, take a second. It's okay. Really take some time. It's, it's so difficult sometimes to relive everything that happened and just all the hormones, the feelings, it just all rushes back. And it's so, so understandable, Rebecca. I really feel for you because you've not just had one, you had two within the same pregnancy. And I can understand the happiness you must have felt getting the news then for then and then having all those dreams that we have and then picking the names and we start visualizing so many wonderful thoughts um, and no one ever ever thinks of anything going the other way nobody ever thinks that'll be the case sometimes we even pick out you know names and you know we sometimes start thinking about what they're gonna look like and um, how long was your journey, Rebecca? Just because all I'm going to do is I'm not stopping you from your story. I'm just kind of distracting you for a little bit just so you can um, gather yourself um, and, and have some time. Um, before, so when you started your IVF journey to, to the, the twins, what was the timeline? How long were you trying in that time? Yeah. We started IVF in October of 2019, and then we found out we were pregnant in August of 2020, so it had almost been a year. So it's so recent, yeah, Rebecca. It's very, very recent, and I really commend you for coming on. And this is what it's for, Rebecca. You're sharing your story. You're sharing, and, 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 and that is part of the healing process as well. Obviously, it doesn't happen in a day. It might not happen at all, but the fact that, you know, my arms, my heart is open and, and it just feels for you, Rebecca, and I'm giving you a virtual hug from here to say you're so strong and you are amazing and your babies haven't gone anywhere. They're angels and they're right beside you. They're probably right here, right now. And, you know, when they say, when someone talks about you, your ears burn, you know, I'm not saying that ears are burning or tickling, but... You know, it's so nice to honour your babies. It's honour them, talk about them. Did you have any um, names for them or anything like that? Yeah, our little girl, Mommy Lost at Weeks, was Rory. And um, our little boy, the one that we lost at 22 weeks, was Daniel. Daniel and Tori. Oh, you've been through so much, my lovely. So did you... Um, how was the send-off? Was How did you manage to... What happened when you went to the hospital? To, did you have to deliver? What was the process? You don't have to go in detail. It's just if somebody else is suffering like this, they'll know what to expect. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Um, I was already in the hospital because of the preeclampsia. Um, and so they had been doing you know regular ultrasounds to check on the baby in that morning. You know, so they found out that he no longer had a heartbeat. And so um, right away, they started the induction process. Um, labor lasted a little over 20 hours, I think. Um, you know, just waiting for my cervix 
to dilate. And um, once I was ready, you know, it, um, I started pushing and uh, it was a very quick process after that. You know, he was delivered, um, he was in like a sack almost and so the doctor had to cut him out and they then they handed him to me and I got to hold him and, you know, spend the day with him. And the baby's pa- the de- the baby's father was he around to help and support? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, sorry. How's and I'm I'm glad he was able to be there. Yeah. Um, and you know I mm-hmm. I just like to say to people who go through that you make sure that you really I mean no matter what you're always going to have regrets so just make sure you take the time to to love on your baby give them kisses take lots of pictures because you're going to treasure those memories for sure yeah yeah that's that's nice and then uh, how long did they manage to keep you into the hospital after that uh it was in the hospital for a total of five days mm-hmm. um so yeah because of the preeclampsia they had they had to keep me on magnesium for 24 hours yeah. and then off of it for 24 hours still monitoring me so okay. after the delivery So, Rebecca, um, how, I know I'm taking you back and it's really, really raw, how were you in the coming weeks when you went home? How were you coping? Who was supporting you? What did you have? I, um, my mom and my sister came down and they stayed with us for a few days until after the funeral and um you know they were there to support me and it was it was nice having people around you know I thought maybe I'd want and at times I didn't want to be alone and they understood that um but it was nice to know that they were there and that that they loved Daniel as well no don't don't apologize this is not this is we're literally kind of um sharing what you've struggled rebecca we're honoring that little daniel here and was it tori that you mentioned tori rory 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 and daniel okay so have you been back for any consultation with the doctors since have they said anything Yes, um, so I immediately set up another appointment with the IVF doctor, um, and they, they said it was too risky to try another transfer with me as the carrier, um, but we're, you know, um, starting the process of having a surrogate. Um, she hasn't gone in for her first appointment yet, but that's, that's um, something that we've got planned, and um, so we also met with an MFM, which is a maternal and fetal medicine doctor. And, um, you know, she seemed more hopeful that, you know, if I was able to get pregnant again naturally, which I know there's a low chance of, but if it were to happen, then they would, they said they would have me um, taking a low dose aspirin the entire pregnancy. Um, I, I did that, a low dose aspirin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. My OBGYN um, 
still thinks that it's it's too risky for me to try getting pregnant but um you know like I said there's a very low chance of us conceiving naturally but I, I still feel like it's it's something that I want to do um you know I know there's risk but um you know this is this is one of the most important things to me you know what does your soul say what does your gut say i i just want to have a, a you know a family multiple babies that's yes. my my goal and so so i'm willing you know to try anything and um right now we've like i said we've got the idea for the surrogate so hopefully um that will you know end in a healthy pregnancy um and also we've applied for adoption so um the when you lost um Danielle was that during covid times like was it lockdown at the time and were you struggling uh, to get appointments and things um so i wasn't struggling with getting appointments but um probably the hardest part was um, my husband was you know allowed to come into the hospital with me when i was admitted but then he had to leave after the, that night um and then the party it's Sorry. okay my darling take your time there's no rush do you want to get yourself a tissue yeah there's no there's sure. no it's okay my love it's okay um, rebecca i just i was alone when it found out that was so hard I had to call my husband and tell him what happened oh sorry no don't apologize darling don't apologize don't apologize it's hard enough trying to come to the um, realization yourself but then to have to tell your partner and feel a thousand times guilty on top of that it's just unless they told the partner when did they bring him or ask him to come in did they ask him to come in yeah he was allowed to come back after yeah. that so i bet they felt rotten for for booting him out that's awful <sighs> rebecca should i give you a bit of um something to make you smile sure so check this out right I believe so, so much in miracles. You don't understand how much I believe in miracles. And um, my elder sister, she struggled with IVF for many years. And she had not one, not two. Yeah, I think she had two. And she had to do it privately as well. So it was affecting their marriage as well on top of that. So they were like paying thousands of pounds. And they were both unsuccessful. And I was there every single time with my sister when she had the bad news and my heart was just breaking for her. The third time she even had IVF with, you know, this time, you know, because they super ovulate you, don't they, to get the eggs out. And then, you know, they froze some and then they take the good ones and things like that. And um, that failed as well, third time round, even though, the you know the right amount of embryos were put in and you know three of them were put in and then expecting twins and 
didn't happen for her. Literally two years later, she's given birth naturally to a baby girl. And she's had a second one naturally after that. And now the youngest is nine and the oldest is 11. That's, that, that's just... And she was in her very, very late 30s as well. And she lost all hope after three attempts. Thousands of hospital appointments, lots of money, so much heartache. To the point where her, her partner was like, well, I don't want children anymore. You know, he even gave up on the thought, like, I don't even want children. And for him to say that broke her heart even more. And then they conceived naturally, Rebecca. Normal, no C-section. I think one was C-section and one was normal delivery. Yeah. And, you know, I think everybody gave up on her except her. Do you know what I mean? Except her because... So I think the message there is have that little ounce of faith yeah and then even if you have the baby via surrogate that's great even if you have a baby via adoption that's great you never know you might just end up having a basketball team after as well by yourself (laughs) yeah and then what i want you to do rebecca is see this energy that you've got now this energy that's vibrating in you when you have that level of vibration everything your body starts working better and I think one advice my sister gave me was they went on holiday they totally gave like they didn't think about trying they just really enjoyed the present moment and being there and enjoying the holidays and time with each other and meeting people and dancing and drinking and then coming back and voila boom it's because when everything's on a really good vibration everything in the body and the cells and the machines everything starts working properly the cogs start operating properly and I think um, they communicate better as well so you know one cell tells the other one neuron tells the other and I suppose your body's having a bit of a rest yeah so I think what I would take from this Rebecca is you really need really really need some downtime and healing and recovery and Rory and Danielle want to know that their mummy isn't constantly upset and missing them but she's honouring them and she's looking after herself and she's not giving up on herself and she's living life for them even more yeah so you're you're not just living for yourself now you're living for your angel babies so your vibrations have to be you know or will be eventually to a level where you know your you know your energy will just literally radiate all your cells and things will start happening and honest to god i honestly believe in the power of miracles it's unbelievable are you religious in any way rebecca Christian. Yeah. So honestly, whatever the if it's a higher power, universe, God, Jesus, you know, have that faith. I mean, the world was created. You know, the, you know, the fact that we can get pregnant and have a baby, or you know, we're living, breathing miracle ourselves. You know, I mean, this can't be reproduced. You know, it where a miracle is is there. It's we're literally living, breathing miracle ourselves. So definitely don't lose any, any, 
any hope um, look into so so even though we're that's why this podcast is named strength after so what we're doing is looking at sharing each other's um, stories and strengths and how we can build every day like get up every day brush our teeth every day you know get dressed every day like literally live life every day from our adversity our loss but turn that pain into purpose and move forward how does that feel Rebecca how does that sound to you when I mentioned that she's had two normal girls with no intervention and they just totally gave up on themselves about having it but I think what she was doing at the time was she was doing a lot of healing a lot of self-care a lot of nourishment not just to the body but to the soul and being and it's hard to say this you can't be positive all the time you need to grieve you need to break down you need to one of my things I found Rebecca was writing letters to my baby and even if like say today so you could be like right dear Rory and Danielle I had a really good chat today this is how I'm feeling this is what I'm taking from it this is how mummy's gonna look after herself um you know and hopefully you'll have a brother or a sister coming on the way soon and you know maybe you'll take Rory's name and Daniel's name and put it together and come up with a new name so like even thinking of those things and 100% we literally should live in that zone because when we live in that zone of positivity and happiness we attract that into our life more yeah so we're literally putting it into like into a computer registering xyz and then the computer will kind of digest that and we'll that's what we will be given so but if we come from a low vibration and we're like just staying in that sadness constantly which we need to we need to have the um the ups and downs the yin and the yang um we'll attract more of that whatever we're feeling but it's a day by day process hon like in like you know yourself minute by minute day by day are you um taking time off with maternity leave or anything like that at the moment <laughs> no no i'm currently working oh you're back at yeah. work yeah. yes unfortunately i was originally told that i would get maternity leave and then later they came back and said the the wording is that that time is meant for you to bond with your baby and so i didn't qualify for that reason no 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 that's not that shouldn't be the case have you looked at the pr- policy have you looked at the i policy? spoke with someone from hr yeah, yeah. oh wow so in the uk in england the gen- general consensus is if your baby's born after a certain week which is 20 something i've forgotten now you classify for the regular maternity leave whether you have the baby or you don't so that's so important and i know a lot of people especially in the states they're trying to fight a bill where they can have this support do you know what i mean or you know see if you know organizations can support mums in this um whilst doing these podcasts i'm linking up with a lot of ladies in the states and a lot of them are looking at all these processes and hopefully something 
we'll start we'll maybe without you within our community we'll be able to do something and make some changes how much yeah. time did you get off work um a week oh. for three people get more time off sickness just being poorly I'm sorry I said people get more time just being poorly with the cold or a flu well, are you working from home at least Rebecca yeah oh, I am okay. Okay. Good, 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 good. I know I don't know if I'd be able to go in to the office and see everyone afterwards I feel like that would be you know even yeah it's, it's too soon I mean I mean I think it was months before I even looked in the mirror and decided to brush my hair do you know what I mean yeah I was um I was fortunate to have um, my son straight away it was the, my second child that I lost and because it was because of my little boy who got me out of bed every day or else I wouldn't even budge but Rebecca um, so since then what have yourself and your partner been doing sometimes to find healing to try and to, you know get some kind of R&R some recovery what have you been doing anything nice yeah um you know one thing that I'm doing that's helped me is therapy um you know we I got a couple of days off work for holidays um you know President's Day and Mother Day and so we took a, a, a little mini trip um just to Branson uh about an hour and a half from where I live and so just spent the week, the long weekend there. Um, we've been reading a couple of books about, you know, grief and also about the adoption process. How did you, you know, get, did you get any support with um, counseling or therapy? Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm still in therapy right now. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been helpful, I think. Definitely. I mean, there is a group on Facebook called, um, I can't remember, but I'll link you to it. And it's um, uh, something about trying again. And in there, um, it's where women are TTC trying to conceive. And then it's, it's, it is a positive way because it is a positive way because they're sharing their good news. They're sharing their good news and then not the good news. But it's like this force, you know, with the, with the, the, that energy where we're all rooting for each other to have that positive and that happiness again and it doesn't replace anyone or anything it's just an addition and a compliment and even more of a desire after having our our losses um or a little brother and sister for your angel baby as well um i've also got a group called strength after stillbirth so when i get a chance rebecca i will look at inviting you to see if you can come and join come and join the group because that's what we want to do rebecca we want to not not grieve we want to have grief we want to have healing we want to have recovery we want to have um grace and we want to take care of our hearts mind and soul to look at how we can move on or live one day extra at a time and live for our angel babies um hopefully if you ever get a chance rebecca um if when when i do publish the podcast 
hopefully you listen to some of the previous podcasts and how women who are more later in the stage of the loss you'll be able to hear their narrative and their tone and the kind of obstacles they went through and some of them did conceive again some of them did have more babies some of them are trying um, but yes, yourself will be the first in um, IVF conversation I've had I'm sure there's more to come but it's really really interesting to hear so if Rebecca what advice would you give somebody who's gone through something similar like yourself so the trying before then IVF and then what advice would you give to somebody who 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 is struggling with infertility as well beginning um, yeah definitely just you know never give up hope um and and um like I said therapy is helpful um as well as meditation um you know just go easy on yourself I think the, the most important thing is to know that it's it's not your fault um you know, a lot, there are a lot of couples out there who, who struggle with infertility as well as pregnancy loss and infant loss. And, um, and you're not going through it alone. I think a lot of people feel alone just because it's kind of a taboo subject. Um, a lot of people suffer in silence. And, and you don't have to, because like I said, there's so many other people also going through this. That's lovely. That's lovely, Rebecca. And as for um, the appointments with the doctors and um, in particular IVF, is there anything in particular or anything you've discovered that you would kind of advise um, even after the loss? For going through IVF? Um... Yeah. What would you advise them to um, get double triple checked by the doctor to see if something if that's something possible um sorry um what what do you get checked i mean like did yeah. that test to see if there's something wrong that we need yeah so post the loss through uh at ivf pregnancy what would you recommend um a person in your situation to do um went to try again and then the options that you've considered yeah i mean you should definitely talk to your doctor about it um i've i've already had so many tests run you know but sometimes there are uh, different conditions that people have that cause them to have multiple losses and things like that um and um Sorry. It's okay. So, <laughs> so just the options. So one of the options were it's it is possible for you to try again, but your doctor said not 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 at the moment. And if you did, you'd look at taking is it lower dose aspirin every day? That would be one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. the second option you're looking at is the surrogate. How, how what was the process? What what was the procedure for that? What did you have to do? Um, to find a surrogate, mm. I, I actually had a friend who reached out to me and said that she, you know, um, she could actually plan on being a surrogate for her sister, and um, you know, things you know didn't work out for that, and so she said, you know, she 
had decided not to get hysterectomy when she was done having her children just because in case she ever wanted to be a surrogate for someone someday and so so she offered and um, yeah that worked out really well that's such a blessing because number one you know her number two you kind of know about her and the fact that you know she's got that connection with you wow that's that's so beautiful just to you know to give that gift um you're so blessed and that's another option that's great and did you say you've started adoption process are you looking into it we've applied um they did say that there's a waiting list so it could be up to six months before they start the home study but um so we're just waiting to hear back from them right now. Oh, that's so. I mean, it's lo- lovely to hear all the possibilities and the fact that you've, you know, investigated them all. And I mean, you know, it's 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 funny because it's not funny actually, but it's 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 weird how maybe one day you were thinking about a surrogate and suddenly you probably got this call off your friend, you know, and. What, what must you have been feeling when she said I'd love to offer this opportunity? What must you have been feeling? Just joy and excitement. Um, it's something that we never considered before, really, until until it was our only option, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, gosh, so excited that someone would actually be willing to do that, because I know... Yeah. My pregnancy was rough. <laughs> I mean, morning sickness the whole 22 weeks. And I just, for someone to offer to go through that for us, it's just, you know, it's so sweet. Well, there are some women who literally are like machines and they have no issues and, you know, they they just... I mean, my mum, bless her, my mum had nine babies. Nine babies. Oh, wow. Yeah, all, you know... You know, no C-section, you know, and she's been through a lot, a lot. But, you know, one message we take from our chat today, Rebecca, is there's always hope and miracles do exist. Yeah, and you're really, really blessed. And because you're so early into the, the period since losing Rory and Daniel, I mean, one thing I would advise is really, you know, look after your wellness yeah your mindset your heart your soul your physical wellness as well and your partners and your environment so sometimes so if um there's a really good quote by Einstein and I've forgotten it now but um it will come to me maybe I'll I'll tag you into it Rebecca at some point but so when we want something different when we want a transformation we have to see it from a different pair of eyes so and a state of being so that might mean you know um, more weekends away with your mister and feeling amazing and high vibrations self-love self-care and it might even mean okay so let's fix our environment as well let's give the walls a different color lick of paint um you know refresh your environment as well and really really like fill your arms and your heart and your home with abundance and already I can see you attracting that and it's just coming, Rebecca. I can't wait, I can't wait. I know, <laughs> keep in touch with me, Rebecca. Okay, give me all the good news. I'm sure we'll keep in touch through the groups as well, but I've got nothing but admiration for you, Rebecca, and love for your partner as well. You're so strong, you've been through so much, but you've got some angel babies there. I had a miscarriage at 
nine weeks or 11 weeks and then I had my stillbirth straight away at eight months so yeah in the same year in the same year so you know they're, they're, they're still with me and it's, I think it's because of him um, my son um, Miraz that I lost at eight months I think he's my he's my mission to um, not only have I tried to help and heal myself um, and I've gone on to have two rainbow babies but I've also um, helped a lot of other mums do the same and even if we don't do the whole nine yards we can do a little bit and that little bit is sparking that little bit of energy and that hope and that miracles do exist just the fact that that message and what I love about you Rebecca as well is that you mentioned your faith as well you know that was paramount for me that was really paramount for me so spiritually it's another way of attracting miracles into your life yeah and um, God is great Rebecca God is great is there anything you want to leave us with, Rebecca, before we go? We've had a lovely conversation. Uh, yeah, just, you know, I, I'd like to say I'm sorry for all the moms out there who are going through this as well. Um, just know that that you're loved and, um, and you're not alone. Just, you know, never forget that. Yeah. That's lovely. That's lovely, Rebecca. So there's going to be a recording of this, so you're going to have a copy of it, okay? So it's not all, all lost. And obviously it's going to go on the Anchor podcast and it's going to go on... It takes 24 hours or 48 hours to go on to the next five, six podcasts like Spotify and Apple. Um, but I'll discuss that with you after. But it's been such a pleasure, absolute pleasure, Rebecca. And this isn't... Bye-bye. This isn't bye-bye, this is a hello, this is just the beginning. And my wish is that we keep this community strong, we keep this community alive, because we're doing God's work as well, we're helping other mums to find solace, healing and recovery, and most importantly, hope after loss. Yeah, so you are part of the Avengers, Rebecca, yeah? You're part of our team. (laughs) It's been an absolute honour to speak to you today. I wish you all the love in the world and thank you so much. Thank you.